This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 18th of November in your Squiz today. Victoria's proposed pandemic bill, boycotting the Beijing Winter Olympics, getting you across inflation, and how good are grandmothers? This is your Squiz today. Starting in Victoria today, Claire, where Premier Daniel Andrews is trying to pass a pandemic bill that would give the Premier and Health Minister the power to declare a pandemic and make public health orders. Things are starting to get ugly with massive protests against the bill and ongoing negotiations with crossbenchers and stakeholders. Let's first take a look at what's being proposed and what's different here compared to the current emergency orders. The plan is to shift responsibility for uh, declaring a pandemic, also forcing people to stay at home in lockdowns and potentially mandate vaccination. Uh, They want to shift that responsibility from the chief health officer to the premier and the health minister, as you say. That is a really big shift. It's nothing like other states or territories have in place. It's that non-elected chief health officer's role to make that kind of decision. Uh, What those in favour of that kind of legislation in Victoria say is that it actually improves accountability because any decision will need to be reported to the parliament. Uh, But there are plenty in Victoria who are lining up against it. It includes the state's legal body, uh, the state's main business sector representative organisation, civil rights organisations, even the state ombudsman are against what Daniel Andrews is proposing. And of course, the opposition, the coalition are against it. Opposition leader Matthew Guy calls the laws dangerous and controlling. As it stands at the moment, it looks like the bill will most likely pass and then come into effect on December 15. As we mentioned, though, things are getting pretty ugly. Protests are set to not only continue, but escalate. Yeah, and there is that uncertainty about how exactly the numbers in the parliament are going to fall. That still has to play out, but it does leave space for protests to escalate, as you say. Uh, There have already been some really ugly scenes, things including a mock gallows being rolled out and the imitation of the hanging of Daniel Andrews, also threats against his family. And what Andrews says is that he's all up for debate and disagreement, but what has been seen in recent days and weeks is really awful, he says. Uh, Also, there's reports this morning that neo-Nazi extremists have infiltrated uh, those people who are outside Parliament, uh, really kicking up a stink about it. So there's lots of concerns about exactly who is involved with all of this. It's proving to be a pretty divisive bill. Now we just have to wait and see how the votes will end. Checking in now on the William Tyrrell case, Claire, no new developments from the search site, but there is news on his foster parents. They've been charged with common assault on a child. To confirm, though, these charges don't relate to William. No, they don't. And what's been reported this morning is that those foster parents uh, will fight the charges. Uh, They say that a child in their care was injured in a fall from a horse. Uh, Also, we learned, of course, earlier this week that an apprehended violence order had been taken out against them by New South Wales police. And also that William's 11-year-old sister was removed from their care earlier this week as well. Plenty more to come here. Reports this morning do say, though, that police 
police acknowledge that what they have so far is insufficient to lay any charges over William's disappearance. They need to collect more physical evidence. Lots of rain on the way for that mid-north coast, which could hamper that search. The Beijing Winter Olympics are less than 100 days away. Hard to believe, considering the Tokyo Olympics feel like it happened just yesterday. But there are growing calls for a boycott of the Games, Claire, over China's human rights record. Yeah, and look, this has been bubbling along for a little while now. Mm. There have been plenty of people who say that those games should either be cancelled or boycotted over China's human rights record. The particular issue in frame is China's treatment of Uyghur Muslims in that Xinjiang region. Uh, China says that those camps are for re-education, but critics say that they know that it's for brainwashing and and potentially ethnic cleansing. So uh, it is a really sensitive issue. to have those games uh, in Beijing, what critics say is that China will use it to say that the world absolutely approves of them and that it's all fine. The issue is coming up in the US. The Biden administration could consider a diplomatic boycott that would see athletes attend the games, but American officials not attend. US Secretary of State Antony Blinken says they're active conversations about how they will approach the games. We do have a squiz shortcut on the Uyghurs and the situation in China. I'll pop a link to it in your episode notes so you can get across some of the context here. We're back into money and finance news now because the Bureau of Stats have released the latest wage growth figures, a 2.2% jump in the year to September. Take us through that data, Claire, and what it means for inflation. So what analysts say is that the pandemic and of course coming out of lockdowns means that employers are really trying to find people uh, and also to keep the people that they've had in work uh, coming to their restaurants, coming to their offices uh, and particularly in really highly skilled jobs. It's a really tight labour market at the moment. So when that happens, you need to pay people a little bit more. Um, This is really, really closely linked to inflation. We learned that at the end of the September quarter, inflation in Australia had hit a 10-year high of 3%. So if you're paying people more, they're probably going to be out and about in the economy, uh, buying things which can push prices up. We, of course, know as well that there's lots of supply chain jams and uh, other things happening. So it's all very tightly linked. And what the Reserve Bank says is they expect things to normalise in the coming weeks and months as we really do get out of lockdown and shake all of that off. As promised, Claire, for all of us who uh, go a little blank when inflation gets mentioned, you and Kate give it the shortcut treatment this week. We sure do because inflation is a thing. It might not be a thing here in Australia, the Reserve Bank says, but certainly overseas it is. And that, of course, affects us because we're part of the global economy. So it's a good thing to be across. It's a classic shortcut. It's back to basics with lots of context for what's in the news, what inflation is, what drives it, what happens when it's too high or low. I'll pop a link to that one in your episode notes or you can search for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. If you've ever thought your nana, your grandma, your nonna was special, now you can be extra sure science says so. A new study says that grandmothers may be more emotionally connected to their grandchildren than to their own children. And look, we're not talking about a huge sample size. It's 50 grandmothers (laughs) who have been hooked up to wires and all sorts (laughs) of things to try and work this out. But what this study says is that grandmothers have a great deal of emotional empathy towards their grandchildren 
grandchildren. That means that they're sort of geared towards feeling what their grandchildren are feeling when they interact with them. But on the other hand, those women don't feel that with their own children. They feel more cognitive empathy, which is when you understand what's going on, but you don't actually feel the emotions yourself. So there you go. If you've ever thought that your grandma just gets you, gets what you're feeling, this is why they're pretty great grandmothers. (laughs) Hi to mine if you're listening. The Australian National Dictionary Centre has settled on the word of the year for 2021 and it's stroll out. Claire, a little context here. Look, I had to do a bit of reading to try and get mm. the context because it certainly isn't something that I heard mentioned over and over again. I would have thought that there was a ton of words uh, ahead of stroll out. But what the dictionary centres say is that it really picked a moment in time when there was a lot of criticism around the government's COVID vaccination rollout. Uh, Sally McManus, who's the ACTU boss, first coined the phrase saying that the government was strolling it out, not rolling it out. So, yeah, it's the word of the moment. It's the word yep. of 2021. <laughs> so there we are. ISO was 2020's word of the year. Fortunately, it was pretty apt for 2021 too. I reckon Lockie D has a special place in my heart. <laughs> it's got to be one of those words of the year for sure. <laughs> Before we go, don't forget to check out our Christmas gift guide. We've got gifts for the guys, the girls, the special people in your life, all curated from the buy from the bush businesses. So you're also supporting awesome regional Australian businesses. One to highlight today, something for a hard to buy person. It's a pot plant cover. It's very cool. It's also under 50 bucks. I'll pop a link to that one in your episode notes. And Claire, there's no commission or anything in it for us. We just are enjoying the chance to highlight some awesome Aussie businesses. Oh, look, I reckon a few of us are going to need a bit of help to get organised. It's been a big year, so there's also that. (laughs) Help you out and let's get cracking into Christmas. It's absolutely rushing upon us. You can find the gift guides on our website or on our social channels as well. Have a good one. We'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.